Hello and welcome to Forget the Numbers. This week on the show, we talk about the key findings from Webinar Week and about LearnSignal's CrashCamp, a new last resort offering to try to save those late studiers. We also look at recent news stories, including how Google are reacting to antitrust rulings and how certain countries are scra- scrapping income tax to keep young workers. Before we get to this week's listener questions, I'm Connor and I'm joined by Alan. Hello, everybody. So I suppose starting off, um, we had webinar week about a week ago yeah. and we were both on a number of them, whether it was yeah. us or we were listening to their tutors. Would you say there was consistent themes oh, that, yes. <laughs> that ran through them? You know, everybody has just stopped listening and they're waiting to mention Crash Camp because you yeah, basically yeah. suggest it's going to save them. Yeah, um, but we'll, we'll keep them on. <laughs> we'll keep, yeah, keep listening. Um, are there consistent themes? Yes, I think we talked about this quite a lot. Um, I think you even made a smart comment about if we played one from the last time, it, yeah, saying yeah. questions and answers would have come up. And, uh, and it's kind of surprising but it's in line with what ACCA examiner reports say. Um, and it's all about like tips. They're still looking for tips. Yeah. Everybody's looking for tips. Uh, like what areas of the syllabus do I not have to study? Yeah, well, yeah. You don't have to study those areas of syllabus that don't come up in the exam, but likelihood is nearly every area gets touched in some way. Um, but there are some kind of peculiar questions that you get as well. Yeah, it's like, like you said, the examiner reports, they... They don't change a huge amount, and that's not through, um, you know, lack of innovation or someone no. just taking a shortcut. It's the the people are doing the same things wrong and not listening to the same advice, and you don't know how many times you can you can say it or how many ways of saying it there is. But I certainly the ones we did, the approach we started taking was, if you do these few things, I say, you know, you'll pass or you're going to have a far better chance, chance of, of passing. passing well I started I think I did I one of the ones I did was AFM and um, I was just in the few minutes leading up to it I was looking at the questions and some person was saying about some kind of equity swaps they struggle with the calculations and somebody else was talking about the calculations they struggle with and I kind of and I kind of changed my I was just going to say hello and get it and I just opened up and I said look if if you concentrate on that minutiae right now you, you've missed the point mm. um, because if you're so concentrated on one little piece of an exam paper, so let's say a calculation of an equity swap, if you're concentrated on that so much, you will spend, that could be worth four marks and you could spend half an hour yeah. trying to perfect it. And maybe you do perfect it, yeah. but you only get four marks and you've missed out on 20. You didn't even get... And you could also to, spend a week now trying to yeah. study it or get your head around and, it. And it's a case of, of kind of try and get it. But if you don't get your head around it, there's more opportunities. Nothing... Like, it's funny because when you do hit panic, everything then has to be solved now. Yeah. But it's not about that being solved. And it is about, like... There's never an examiner report that says, oh, students didn't do this right or they didn't um, apply this model or they didn't calculate equity swaps right. Yeah. The examiner reports are like, we asked you to write a report and students didn't write the word report at the yeah, top yeah. of it, off the top of no, the page. No, it's very rarely, um, not, I wouldn't say lack of knowledge, but it's it's rarely that it's clear students have no idea about the syllabus area. It's that students wrote everything they know about the syllabus area yeah. and forgot to mention the company XYZ in their answer or link it to the scenario. What I found from a lot of it and... It, what was great was they were very engaging. Students were getting very involved, kind of asking multiple questions. It was nearly a conversation in the chat box with them was that it seems a lot of students still don't 
have a hard defined game plan for what they're going to do from when they sit it down right through to the end of the exam. There's very simple areas around, you know, how you're going to plan, how you're how you're going to split your time that people still aren't thinking about. It seems yeah. um, using bullet points and badly laying stuff out. Yeah. It's amazing. Like you think at this stage, you shouldn't have to tell people this, um, but like it's those basic things that come up again and again, and like. Remember, you're dealing with another human being. These aren't like computer marked. So if you make anybody's life easier, they're automatically going to like you more. Yeah. And they know nothing about you. So if you completed your exam paper, they know nothing about you at all. They don't know your name. They don't know where you're from. They don't know your gender. They don't know your age. They don't know anything about you. So they're making a judgment basically on you on the first page they look at. Yeah, and if it's neatly laid out, and if they ask for a report, and all you do is put that magic word at the top, report. Yeah. Oh, I think on I, your first page they can tell if if I, they're on your side or they're against. And it's very I would hard say to get I would say the majority of markers know after the first page if they have to write down a little thing of pass and fail, mm. and I'd say they probably get that right ninety percent of the time if they did it. Yeah, it's but, really really obvious. And we had um, some of our tutors are on marking. Um, teams or have been I know uh, Kate who's on our she's our APM tutor but she she said that directly she said I'll be frustrated immediately with certain things that students do she said one thing they'll do in some of their answers is continuously say as I mentioned before or going back to my previous point and she says if I see someone saying going back to my previous point I know they're repeating a point they said already and they're wasting both of our time Um, so it's like say going back to what I studied two weeks ago refer to question question (laughs) one part A because I'm saying the same so it's it's really a case of trying to get them on your side and there's a lot of little simple things you can you can do to do that yeah and I think we talked about it too like to be honest if you could if you could kind of edit one webinar like if you could take the ABA, APM one and like every time Kate said APM, if you put SBL in there, it would still be applicable Yeah, because it is that it is that technique and time management and general, I don't know, general common sense hmm. that if you can apply all of that um, and once you can apply it, the knowledge will come. If you've done a little yeah, bit of study, yeah. when you give yourself a structure to kind of fill the gaps in, Somebody asked me in one of the webinars, do I need a conclusion if I'm writing a report? And I said, well, what will happen is that you have all of this information. So you've gone through all your calculations. You've done all of this discussion. Yeah. And then you don't tell them what to do. Yeah. And like it was just obviously the webinar is kind of one way. So they're writing a question mm. and then you're what you're doing is you're kind of answering it. So you're not seeing their faces, but it's a bit like you just kind of why wouldn't you tell them what you think should happen next? Like, what are yeah. you telling them? And what we say in all of them is if, you know, if your boss in work says, I want you to tell me if we should accept this project. And you gave him, sent a huge email with all this information. And he said, well, should I accept the project? <laughs> if, if you said, That's yes, a few boss. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll you have you. to read it. So it's, it's really, um, it's making it practical, particularly a strategic professional. Yeah. You know, get in the role of that character. What are you looking to provide them here? And then making sure you're actually delivering on and that. It's, it's back to a news story we discussed in the last uh, podcast about like people losing their jobs in different yeah. banks and things like that. And, and it is, they... I would say a lot of those people, a lot of those jobs or numbers, 
might be hired back over the next few years, but it'll just be different. They're looking for they're looking for different for people not to say, here's my really detailed spreadsheet that you can spend hours looking through. Or here's my valued opinion I could give you now about what to do next. And I think like yeah. it's it's only gonna be the latter and that people are looking for in the future. So if you did miss any of those webinars when we ran our webinar week, you can find them all. Um, they're all available up on your course page. So for Learn Signal members. So if you do want to see your course specific webinar, just go to your course page. So moving on to the next exciting thing we have to talk about, which I think people are still hoping is the shortcut it's, solution. It's the answer to all their to prayers. All their, um, do you want it? Crash, <laughs> crash camp. It's crash like, camp. I, I actually had it. It's like... Um, Boot camps, really, really young, immature, <laughs> slightly, slightly kind of um, messing sibling. Yeah. Who you kind of go, when they walk into the room, you know it's going to be a bit chaotic. Yeah. You know it's going to be kind of all over the place, but you're hoping there might be a little yeah. bit of light at the end. They yeah, might grow they up might eventually. Get, their, get themselves together. Yeah. yeah. So, old child. And I think the thing with crash camp, it's... Um, I guess from our perspective, we did it a little bit begrudgingly and our biggest fear is that um, the students who are listening to this, who did study for 12 weeks and who have been following the plans or even study for six weeks and who have got all their content in and are religiously sticking by boot camp and you kind of think, and if, if you're sitting, one of those students sitting there thinking now, have I wasted all my time mm. and I could have just done crash camp for a week and passed my exam? You have not wasted your time. No, because absolutely I think not. The most important thing about Crash Camp is with Boot Camp done properly, we are saying you should pass your exam. With Crash Camp, we are saying if you're that desperate to do Crash Camp, you have a better <laughs> yeah. chance of passing after doing yeah. it, but you still have a slim chance. No, it's it's not in any way a replacement. It's not in any way it's 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 your last resort if you find yourself in that. And yeah. what we would say is you know, we don't want anyone to find themselves. Best case scenario would yeah. be everyone's doing boot camp. No one's doing crash, crash camp. camp. But we still find there are people who are reaching that point And it really is, as we said at the start, it's that last resort to try save your result. Yeah. And we have been, I think, whether we agree with the fact that anybody is in that situation right now, we I think one thing that we do at Learn Signal is say we want to help every student pass their exams. Yeah. And it might necessarily be helping them in a way that we would strongly recommend or even do ourselves possibly. But at the same time, it is a situation some people are left into. So Crash Camp is just another way, hopefully, to help. Um and but this is not like boot camp. We talked about boot camp in last week's podcast and that was kind of on average 90 minutes every day letting yeah. information seep in this is kind of as many hours as you can in a day yeah. before you fall asleep <laughs> it, it is and then getting up the next day and doing as I'm many doing hours as you can before you fall asleep it is the seven days before your exam um, and the exact seven days so if you're in on the the thursday of the september sitting your crash camp will start started thursday before because we're aware of like study you might be on study leave so, you, yeah. so it is generally that week before and it is assuming you're spending every minute of every waking day as much as you can studying for this. And we are making those resources available to you easily and quickly um, in order that you're not wasting more time wondering what do you do. Do you start reading the manual on day one? And Yeah, and, where, where do you even start? Where do you even start? start? We've just taken that, that mystery out of it all yeah. and... 
we've we're giving you an opportunity um that you might kind of uh swing a surprise basically and yeah. we would hope after going through this the first time um that for your next exam you will do the whole 12 week thing and you will sign up to that um and hopefully this will be a lesson learned because i'm kind of torn between i really hope people pass because of it but if they pass because of it they think they'll always pass yeah, yeah. and i don't think there's many people out there who could constantly do it in no i don't and, think and constantly pass so i don't want to give a, a, a false sense of security around it yeah so that more information is going to be going out to you about the crash camp but um hopefully not too many people are in that panic phase at the moment but if you find um find that you are look out for for the information that's going to be going out on crash camp if you're enjoying listening to the forget the numbers podcast we'd really appreciate it if you could rate us on your podcast provider so our first news story this week is Google is set to give Android users a choice of default search engine. So before you were only given um, Google or one of the Google searches, now there's going to be a choice. So from early 2020, uh, anyone on an Android phone will be presented with four different search options. And this is following an EU antitrust ruling, which resulted in Google getting a 4.3 billion euro fine. Um, but there's a lot of controversy around it because they've had this fine around the antitrust issues and somehow they've now found a way to profit from this because <laughs> the different search providers to feature in so it's going to be google and three others mm. have um to bid through an auction process to try get on um, android phones as another search provider so i think you know other search engines are now going to be um, rather than not giving the consumer the option, it's the the other search providers who are going to have to pay Google probably a huge sum of money to be featuring on these. So, d- do you think that's fair? Do Google just have too much power? Or my skepticism will come out now because until you mentioned antitrust, <laughs> I was thinking, God, is that Google being really customer focused and yeah. saying, "Oh, you can have your choices. Yeah. We're offering you choices because you're the most important person to us." <laughs> And then, uh, well, and then the other skeptical part of me said, "Well, they have to pay for the fine somehow. Yeah, yeah. So they might as well eventually yeah. charge the customer some way to pay for the fine. Charge the other providers. And charge the other providers fine. because then yeah. the other providers will charge advertisers more, and then advertisers will have to pay more. And the only way for advertisers having to pay more is to increase the price of their goods. Yeah, and then you become round in this, and then you kind of you wonder where it all started to begin. With. Yeah, um, it's kind of the, a funny thing because." Uh, for me, I never really, I'll be honest, I don't fully understand the difference in search engines and I know it's the way that they can push you onto certain advertisers yeah, yeah. And, and things like that. Um, so it probably works really well in me and I'm oblivious to the fact that it was ever, yeah. that it was ever an issue and it's Europe is protecting me even though I didn't know I had a problem. Yeah. Um, but it is the kind of, it is one of those things you wonder, well, what's the point in even finding it in the first place if actually nobody's really going to be better off because of it? Yeah. Because they're going to profit from it. Although maybe it'll just pay for the future fines because I'm sure there'll be... There's other things probably there that, that they're being talked to about. But it's kind of... It just seems unfair that you can be punished and nearly profit or not not overly suffer from, from the punishment you get. No, and then it begs the question of, you know, are, are these companies, and we've talked about a lot of companies recently, getting these huge fines, but... Are they so big that it's that it even impacts at all, or yeah. that they can just you know, like in this case, alter maybe their approach to doing something that they just cover that fine and they find these ways around these kind of 
different rulings that are continuously trying to maybe tie them down. But maybe the, the beast is just a bit too big at this stage. Well, when you look at an SPL exam, and if you had a case study similar to this, and if you had, they use kind of, and like remember, if students think that the examiners are making up these case studies to go along. They could easily have a case study based on a story like this in, in the near future. Um, but when you're talking about ethics and you're talking about kind of a lot of things that comes up in these case studies is like, will it affect the reputation of the company? And, mm. and there's been ones earlier on, like some of the sample papers were about the train company and will issues with the train, yeah. does it affect the long term comp- company? But I think you had, you kind of sometimes get so big, like the car companies with the emission scandals, Google yeah. with, with their fine, that actually it doesn't, it's just so big and so kind of in control for want of a better description that, that you kind of go, well, as you said earlier, there's nothing you can really do to hurt no. them. Yeah, like, there's, a, there's nothing, like people are still buying the same cars. Like the, the biggest offenders in the emission scandals are still some of the biggest selling cars worldwide. Yeah. Go, oh, well, well. I, even I know people who, after the, the Facebook Cambridge Analytica scandal, which we've talked about quite a lot, um, said, oh, you know, I, d- I don't want them having my data. I'm getting off Facebook. Yeah but I'm still on Instagram and WhatsApp for yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> reasons. So I'm taking all my social yeah. media to Instagram yeah. and I use that twice yeah. as much. Ha- have you never looked at, have you ever looked at who owns what? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's, it's a Mr. Different. Mr. Zuckerberg is just changing hats. That's yeah, all. Yeah, yeah. He still has all your information. <laughs> and in fact, you're probably giving them more personal information with your photos in Instagram than yeah, you yeah. are for what you're writing in Maybe Facebook. that's his plan online. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> Um, So our second story is that certain countries are scrapping income tax for young workers in a bid to stop the brain drain of young talent from their countries. So this is something that's happening quite a lot in Central and Eastern Europe. You know, Poland are one of the countries which have exemptions um, for certain workers and Croatia are now following suit with, um, again, exemptions for income tax for workers who are under 25. So... I suppose now that the way the world is and the, you know, kind of the, the mobility of people and that these companies are so global that people can stay within the same company but move abroad sometimes, it's posing this, this huge issue of talent leaving countries. Yeah. Um, so it's, I suppose it's really trying to find ways you can counteract that to build your own economy to kind of sustain itself. But it is it is a huge issue. I know the, the figure they trade was... In Europe, that's 17 million people, I think, last year had um, moved to another country wow. in the block for work. Yeah. It's actually a really interesting idea, and it's actually quite a... Because um, it's like this whole thing with paying um, government's tax. So when a company pays tax, they kind of think, well, like if you own a big factory and you pay lots of tax to a government, and the government doesn't say thank you by kind of rolling out and kind of redoing all the roads yeah. around your factory. Yeah. It could go somewhere in a completely different part of the country that nobody gets benefit out of. Um, and kind of governments can get, um, can say, well, they're, they're not thinking outside the box a little bit. But I actually think this is really clever because if you're 25, and mm. it was a lot longer ago for me than it was for you, but um, like you will probably spend whatever money you get to a certain yeah. degree. And if you're getting more money, you're spending that in the economy. And there's yeah, a whole yeah. multiplier effect that if you put, if you spend money in the economy, it goes through 10 times yeah, because yeah. they're playing factories and their factories are paying factories and everybody is kind of earning from it. So it is a clever thing because not only is it, like some people look at, oh, the government's losing in- income tax, 
But if this was you, for example, and you weren't in the country, well, the government's yes. lost income tax anyway. Yeah, yeah. Well, but at least they're keeping the money in the, the country the and you're spending it. And and by doing that, you're actually um, keeping all the other industries in the country. Yeah, and I think the other side of it is, you know, you're you're keeping people when their relative salary might be quite low, the income tax they would be paying, maybe depending on the country, there's lower brackets. And then that person might establish a life. So then when they're over 25, they're on a, they're on the higher bracket, they're paying more income tax and you've kind of tied them in more. Yeah, because it's definitely the age where if you're going to travel and move country for a long time, it's probably, it's that kind of early career, post-college yeah, yeah. type type time that if you're going to move and possibly, I guess, never come back or not come back for a very long time, um, it's going to be then. But as you said, if there's a reason for you to stay in a country in those kind of, those few years, by the time when you do start paying tax, you probably have established a career, you might have established a family or or certainly a, a network of friends that it's a lot harder to leave home effectively yeah, yeah, absolutely. a little bit later in life than it would be when you're kind of carefree and you think you've got, yeah, yeah, you're, you're 25 and you have the whole life in front of you and then you blink and you're sitting recording a podcast. <laughs> but it's kind of, that, that's the thing. So I, I actually think it's I don't a... Know who it, you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> Is there a mirror here somewhere? Um, but yeah, I, I actually think it's a really clever idea. And uh, if 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 governments thought a little bit outside the box a little bit more and stopped arguing maybe about trade deals to a certain extent... Um, we might yeah. be a lot better off. But it is, yeah, it's that side we're seeing in a lot of things that, you know, innovation has to come across all things. It's not just within the companies, but it's, yeah. it's um, you know, it's governments, it's everything. But innovation isn't just, people think innovation is just technology. Yeah, yeah. Innovation is in, is in thinking. Innovation is in the, the way you say good morning to somebody. If, you, <laughs> if you're a little bit different and you can get remembered for, I remember that there's a guy who, um, got a really good job in Paddy Power. He was in marketing and and it was in the UK, I think. And he put up posters around London saying, it's my last £1,000, Paddy Power, give me a job or something along yeah, those yeah. lines. And he got the job and they got in touch with him and gave him a job because he, that was innovation. Uh, yeah, encapsulated what like, they're, they're kind of saying, well, well he, want, he gets us, he understands what will get our attention. And he was innovative enough to get in touch with us that day because if he had put a CV in it'd be lost with the thousands yeah. of other CV and that's so uh, innovation isn't just and again SPL exams is always innovation me- mentioned and uh, re- you have to remember it's not just technology each week at the end of the show we answer questions sent in by our listeners you can send your questions in by email to podcast at learnsignal.com or tweet us at learnsignal so our students' questions that have come in, again, we've had a few between our um, people getting onto the site and our, our bootcamp week one webinar, which we run, is a big question that people have. Um, I've missed the first few days of bootcamp. What can I do? And this is something we always see, and I think it's something which probably sometimes feeds into our survey results where we see someone only doing two or three days of bootcamp maybe fall off the rails and think they have to I stop I'm there. done. Yeah, I, 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 it just won't work for me anymore. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm done for. I'm gonna start eating cakes again because my <laughs> diet hasn't worked. Yeah, well, it's just a case of like start again. Yeah, what's that whole thing? Kind of when you fall off a horse, the best thing to do is get back on the horse, or you'll never get on it again. Yeah, 
and, and, then, and that's it's the same logic it's just if you've missed a day or two stop feeling sorry for yourself and start again yeah the other thing with boot camp it's not it's not in sequence it's not you can't yeah. do day three because you've missed day two you know if you've missed three days but suddenly it's a saturday and you can do three questions that day um you can catch up it's just about trying to keep on top of it it's trying to do that little bit each day and of course there you know there might always be one day where you really struggle to fit it in but it's it's not letting that become an excuse. It's not saying, oh, well, I've missed two. I'm just going to scrap this all together. It's, it's really about, you know, kind of trying to be disciplined enough to commit and say, regardless of how I do it, how I find the time at the end of this, I'm going to have done all those days of boot camp. But I think when you're organizing and setting up boot camp, one of the things that you do is that you, you kind of, it's rarely only one topic ever done on one day. Oh, no. Yeah. So you're, you might be, you might have missed a day. But and even if you never get that day done again, that topic is like yeah, yeah, no, the and it's you know you you see you can see within the syllabus you see within the exams there are big topics which come up, um, and there's kind of areas that are consistently tested. So it's not like you will miss a core element Mm -hmm. because you've missed one day and that's never coming up. Well, look look at it positively. Imagine you missed five days and on day six you took the bull by the horns and you said I'm going to do day six. I'm going to do it properly. And yes, I might have missed the other days, but I'm going to do day six. And you do it really well. And imagine that exact topic came up in your exam. Yeah. That sure, like, and you just got pure luck. So why not give your, like, why, why not give yourself as much chance to be lucky in your exam? Yeah, absolutely. So even doing, even if you did only do four or five days, now it's not ideal. But at least doing four or five is better than doing nothing. Oh yeah, absolutely. Because so you just never know how how that luck will fall. It's it's like the mock exams. We say, you know, you're always better having done it. You're never going to get to an exam and say, um, oh, I didn't take anything from that experience of doing a mock exam. Boot camp is the same. You know, even if you could only, as you said, get get ten ten days of boot camp done, you've done ten exam standard questions from a range of syllabus areas under time pressure. That's always going to stand to you. And the more days you can add to that the more it's going to stand to you and the more likely you're going to, you know, something in the exam is going to come up that's an area that you've covered. Yeah, so don't get, like, what's the alternative? Putting your hands in the air and saying, I can't do this. You've paid for your exam. You're not going to get your money back. You might as well give it a go. No matter what stage you are at, like, what's the harm in giving it 100% when you get to that opportunity? Yep, so the message there is, if you are one of those people that was asking that question, get back on bootcamp train and hopefully when we're talking next week you all have another seven days under your belt oh we didn't say goodbye did we say goodbye to the other one don't think so i didn't even think Um, i'll just do one and then you're doing yeah okay um okay i'll do the first one so do the first one say next week is we're announcing something really interesting for those uh, last minute studiers or something okay so thanks for tuning in everybody um looking forward to talking to you next week see how you're getting on in boot camp take that piece of advice even if you missed a whole week and you're sitting there thinking i've wasted it all get on to boot camp now and start on day seven or eight and get those questions done and we'll talk to you next time